This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Kyle and I have a topic that we haven't really touched on for you today. Yeah, we're, we're going to kind of frame this in like the farm world, but it, I mean, it works for any business, but we're talking about how to decide who to insure first. Like if you're new to this, like who should you be insuring? Because I mean, sometimes you think, oh, I just need to insure myself first, but maybe that doesn't always make the most sense. To m- maybe it makes more sense to insure your dad or whoever you're working for that you're going to be taking over the operation with a whole life policy and then maybe just getting term convertible term on yourself at the time or something. So we're just going to depending kinda, on how much money you have available available for premium. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of dive into that and give you guys our thoughts and what we generally recommend to clients and stuff that ask these questions. Yeah, so you know, I think the best way to do this would maybe just to set up an example. Yeah. To, kind of go with you know sure. so um we don't need to be really specific on ages but let's just say um there's a father uh you know probably within 20 to 30 years of you know mortality there's a son um they're both working on the farming operation right now and you know plan is for the son to eventually take over that mm-hmm. hasn't happened completely yet, but maybe it started. So like in that situation, in my mind, it makes way more sense to take the policy out on the father because one, if your dad would die, like let's just use us, for example, we're in our late 20s and um, your dad's in his early 60s, my dad's in his early 50s. Like if one of those two would pass early, can you imagine the amount of work you're going to have to do by yourself or hire done? I mean, it's going to be an extremely amount of work that's going to need to be done, things that are going to need to be figured out, funerals to be paid for, potential if taxes. If there's debt in the operation debts that they are specifically um, liable for, not saying that you're necessarily going to be liable for it, but will the mother be able to pay those debts if they need to be paid? Mm-hmm without the husband there working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It'd be something that's better to plan for and not have to worry about. So you could step in and purchase that stuff for a fair price in your family. Or yeah, if your dad was the one that was planting and you were spraying or vice versa, you could hire, you have that death benefit to come in, hire somebody to get that done. Because that first year, I mean, I can't imagine how, I mean, you're not going to be able to predict how you're going to be able to handle that. It's going to be crazy, and that it, it just makes way more sense, I guess, to get that started. And then um, when your dad does pass, hopefully, you know, later on in life, um, think of that death benefit that you're going to receive. That is going to help, you know, you buy siblings out, um, maybe pay estate taxes, or expand the farm, which is what you're, you know, probably what your dad wanted, you know, you mm-hmm. to be able to do that, take off running instead of crawling. Yeah. And, you know, to expand upon that thought of being able to buy out siblings, I mean, I think virtually anybody that's in the farming world can relate or, you know, think of an experience from somebody that's close to them or, you know, in their area, their community, where land comes up for sale, 
And the reason is, you know, the, you know, matriarch, patriarch uh, have passed away. And so obviously they can no longer own the land. They're passed away. There's four kids, five kids, whatever it is. Maybe it's two kids, three kids. You know, they see that big sum of money, you know, this quarter is worth, let's just call it a million dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. We could split that two ways. That's 500000 versus, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe they get thirty to 40000 of income off of it if they keep it. Yeah. People are just inclined to take that big sum of money and sell the land. Mm-hmm. If you if you are the brother of those siblings, that's a tough place for you to be in. Yeah. You, you've got to come up with the financing from somewhere. So either you plan for this early on, 20, 30 years ago, as we set up in this scenario, um, or you're going to the bank now, probably. Maybe you have some cash on hand, you know, help with a down payment. I I can see that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get some other financing from somewhere. Yeah. It's highly unlikely that you're going to be able to to buy this stuff outright. Yeah, and I, I don't know what better way that you can, you know, keep this farm together than having the death benefit on the father. So when he passes, that there's that death benefit to use. And it's going to allow you to get more financing than what you had, too. But then also, you know, kind of on the flip side. And I just hold that thought, Kyle, but I just want to iterate right now. So the reason that we we are looking this way ourselves is because the death benefit aspect of this. Both policies, whether it's a policy on yourself or your, you know, your dad, whatever it is, business partner, they're going to accumulate cash. The death benefit aspect of this is why we're focusing the way we are. But anyways, go, go ahead, Kyle. And you're going to be able to finance stuff. So, that, I mean, that's, that's the great thing is it goes back to everything we talked about. Because you own the about. policy. You own the policy. You're going to be able to use that money. You're going to be using money regardless of what you do, whether you have a policy or not. So why not be able to use money in a policy... That, um, that you can borrow from instead of just using the bank's money, you know, using your line of credit for everything. Like if you're able to run that through that policy, you're going to get death benefit. You don't get that from just sitting it, parking it in the bank. Absolutely. So, but I guess another thing that can be thought of is, well, maybe your dad is actually um, interested in taking a policy out on himself. Okay. Well, if he does that and he makes you the beneficiary to the, an amount that you think is, you know, Good Whatever for you to you take over. On. Then, you know, it makes sense to start on yourself, I think. Then that that would be the case. Um, and that honestly, that is the most ideal situation that um, your dad would take a policy out on himself and, you know, give you enough death benefit to wherever it's comfortable for you to be able to do that stuff. So then, yeah, you can focus on yourself because you're going to be able to buy a lot more death benefit on yourself than you are your older, fa- older father. Sure. So, um, yeah, and that I totally agree is the you know, the ideal scenario, but as you and I both know and have seen, that's just not the most common route, you know, of how these things go. Well, yeah, if you guys are our age or just the younger generation, you know how stubborn the older generation can be when they hear something like this, you know, oh, that's a darn scam. And if they've had a (laughs) negative perception of life insurance their entire life, believe me, it will be extremely hard (laughs) to ever change that. Yeah. You're going to be fighting a losing battle. Um, now let's go back to that scenario again. Let's say that the, the father did purchase this life insurance on you. So you bought life insurance on yourself. It is still, in my opinion, 
a good business decision for you to have a policy on your dad. Sure. Because things can change. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? You and your dad could have, you know, some type of disagreement, falling out, yep. whatever. It's not the end of the world, but, you know, he's reconsidering how this death benefit is going to be allocated yep. at you his could, death. Yep. You could definitely be taken out. Um, now, whether it's completely taken out or partially taken out, it's something that you are not in total control of. But mm-hmm. if you own a policy on him, you are in complete control of that death benefit. Yeah. So while that is an ideal scenario, it doesn't eliminate the need for you to still insure them. Yeah. And uh, my dad has a policy on himself and then I have two policies on him. You know, I think I'll, I might still add as I can, because that's going to be death benefit that I'm going to see sooner that I can put into more policies and whatever else I need. And then I'll probably insure my mom too, at some point as well, you know, just because who knows what happens in the future, what expenses can come. I mean, I, I do think it is a good business practice to insure as many people in your family or your business as you possibly can. Well, just, I mean, it just goes back to anybody that you have an insurable interest in that is going to affect, you know, what happens in your life. I yeah. mean, it just, it makes good business decision. If you have a brother involved in the operation, it's going to make sense to insure him. Maybe he's not first in line to be insured, but what if over uh, time, what if he passes away and now you have a bigger share of the operation that you have to purchase? Yeah. What if he's married and passes away and the wife just wants paid off? And, you know, I mean, you're going to need to come up with that money if to get his stuff back to your farm. So even if she doesn't want pay, want paid off, but you don't necessarily yeah. want to be a business partner with her. So you have the opportunity to buy her out. Yep. And, and another thing to think about also is if you're, the father of the, you know, running the operation and stuff. What about your children? Like, what if they would, if they're back farming full time, what if one of them would pass? First of all, you're going to be completely heartbroken for, you know, Lord knows how long. Yeah. And then you're losing a lot of help. So now what? (laughs) I mean, it just, this, it just makes sense to, you know, be ensuring everybody that is part of your operation overall. Absolutely. And it starts with the person, you know, that, you know, in this case is closest to mortality, likely. Um, that's going to have the biggest effect on you. And that's, that's, I think we need to go in the order and they're of effects. The, and they're the biggest ownership piece as well, yeah. likely. Yeah. So I just think we, you need to work in the order of effect, like who's going to have the most impact if they pass um, and then go down the line. But I mean, you got to ensure yourself as, I mean, Yes. Maybe you're not doing a whole life policy, but you got to get some term or something on you. Term life insurance, whether it's non-convertible or convertible, I would highly suggest getting convertible. It does not cost very much more. And then you've went through underwriting and you can convert that into a whole life policy when, when, you know, whatever that term is, whether it was a 10 year policy, 20 year, you know, whatever it is, it just gives you that ability, you know, maybe for, I don't know. Let's just call it five hundred dollars a year, you know, for um, close to a million dollars, maybe. Yeah, it's going to depend on your age and health rating, obviously. And if if you're but, starting this right now, the system right now, and you're you're coming into IBC, and you're, it's your first policy, and it's not on yourself, you know, it's on your dad or whatever. Like, more than likely, you're going to be starting a policy within that next ten years, and there's that convertible term that we can just boom, you know, go right into. So, yep. and there is no underwriting that you need to go through. 
after you've, because you've completed it mm-hmm. and it's convertible. So that means you can convert it to any permanent policy that the life insurance company is offering at the time that you're ready to convert it. So let's say for the most ideal, like, let's just walk through a quick scenario here. Like somebody our age, late 20s, early 30s, maybe 40s, take a policy out on the guy who's operating the farm that you're going to take over. And then do term, if you don't have the cash, do term on yourself. Because likely you're, you've got a spouse, you know, late 20s, early 30s, likely you got a spouse. You have got to take care of your family too. Yes. Yes, you do. And so what do you do? Do a convertible term on yourself. And then if you have brothers, somebody you work with who, you know, you're looking at taking over the operation together, whatever, term insurance, do the convertible term insurance on them too. And then convert as you can. I think that makes the most sense. It's going to be the uh, least stressful. Um, yeah. As, as your income allows you just, you know, when, when it's time to expand the system, we just did a podcast on that. Yep. Uh, there you go. Expand into that convertible term. Exactly. So maybe you, maybe you have enough money to where you can do whole life policies and that's, that's great, but not everybody's in that situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, man, if you can buy a million dollars worth of term on your brother for 500 bucks, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty darn cheap. That it, it's a bargain. I mean, honestly, I, he might be scared insur- to walk under you if you got the loader on the track. And he's going to know about it. So. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that's just, I don't know, takes some stress away. I mean, it's something we don't think can ever happen to us, but man, we don't know. And this is just something that people don't naturally think about. And I'm, you know, if I wasn't in the life insurance industry, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. But it makes good business sense to do this. And, you know, like, like we said earlier, death benefit is driving, you know, this decision-making process because oh, yeah. you're going to build cash value with any whole life policy, whether, whether it's on you, your father, your brother, your spouse, your other siblings. Yeah. The, the cash value and the financing aspect of this like sort of strategy, just the side effect. And yeah. So like our other podcasts, whole life insurance does many things, <laughs> <laughs> you know, flexible. It just, yeah. Just morphs to your, situation yeah so you guys are in a situation like this um reach out to us and we'll see if we can help you and also if you guys have any other topics or comments shoot us an email sounds good we'll talk to you next week guys this was the cash value solutions podcast remember to subscribe rate and review the show check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com and don't forget to tune in next week